0: Passer, Passer, the delivery right by Adams, rebound, it's goal Olsen and Vermont Green up two! Oh, that one clangs a body,
1: Kobe yeah, over
0: the goalie and Vermont Green in front again, Ryan, Kobe, Salvez, O'Neal the turn, Mark O'Neal, ridiculous stuff! Oh baby, Mark O'Neal, that was a delight! Finds a way to get it to Lily, who gets it to Nwegbo. He puts it on target! Oh, Diva Nwegbo did it from the sideline! Diva Nwegbo, highlight reel, and we've got our first one. Hey, this is United in Green, back again for another week. Today we have our good
2: friend Tyler, the creator. How are you doing today, Tyler? Doing well. It is an insanely rainy day here in Burlington, but uh, other than that, things are great. All right. And uh today we uh we are without
0: uh, our good friend Will. Um we have uh an, another one of the boys and uh unfortunately he's a West Ham fan, but that's that's okay. We'll forgive him. Uh, he's he's been blowing bubbles for the past uh couple of weeks here. Um so
1: uh welcome to Tyson. How are you doing? I'm doing great. West Hammer's still massive everywhere we go, everywhere we go, West Ham are massive. As are the green, up the boys. All right, all right.
0: So uh, we have a we have a couple of games to talk about. Um, I think we'll just touch on those briefly because, you know, we had the unfortunate circumstance of of being in USL two, uh, where not all the teams are supported um, quite as well as as our Vermont Green. Um, so there were no live streams to watch. All we got were kind of the the sideline videos that were coming from our uh, coming from our videographers in the, in the, in the uh, photography team at, at, at Vermont green. Um, but uh, if, if you want Tyler to kick on a uh, kick us off and, uh, and tell us what you thought about our our, our two matches against uh, we had Boston and then we had Albany.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I, the, the Boston match, I think was a goal fest. What was the final score to that? was it six, six, no. Yeah. Six. And, you know, based on their previous games, that wasn't really a surprise. they struggle to, they struggle uh, in general. And I think six goals was you know, kind of, kind of in the realm of what, what I was expecting. Uh, great to see some familiar faces scoring and uh, to, you know, to come away with a win with three points and a little boost to our goal differential. Um, the Albany match was a tough one. I mean, again, hard to say having not seen it, uh, even like, a, on, on a stream. Um, but you know, it was, it was scoreless going into the half. They are a tough team defensively and, uh, to leave there with a two Oh win is, is I think really big, they are not an easy team to score on. So, um, great game. Great to see, uh, lane scoring, especially that just sublime back heel. That was, that was awesome. That's like a, that's gotta be a USL2 top goal contender for sure. Um and uh nacho putting in the other one or just, you know, right? Am I right in saying that? Sorry. Uh it I was just so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're talking about Boston City. Yeah, it was Nacho.
2: About about Albany, right?
0: Oh no, Albany, Albany was uh Albany was also um was also nacho, right?
2: Right. Yeah, he's yeah he he scores so frequently it's hard to keep track of which game i'm talking about when he's scoring um but no i think a 2-0 win against Albany was great and it puts us in a great position uh, with a game in hand uh, uh looking at western mass coming in this weekend
0: yeah uh, i i'm uh, I, i'm personally excited about this western mass uh, mass game uh i don't have as much kind of nervous anxiety that i had before seacoast um Maybe because we got that loss out of the way, uh, we got that tough game out of the way. And and I think just the the, the way that Western Mass has been playing is kind of um their two wins in their last what five, right? Um they have no losses, but those other those other games were draws against middling teams in our in our in our division. Um but getting back to kind of Boston City, that game uh it it seems like we uh, we tend to show up in the second half of games uh, this year. (laughs) Um, And I don't know if that's kind of like a, a, the feeling out process of, of uh, the way that, that Adam's uh, system works. Um, They kind of feel out the game, uh, let the game come to them. They play into the game without, without really having to be too horribly defensive uh, and having to defend deep. Um, but you know, at the same time, there were, there were, um, following the Twitter feed, there were a lot of, a lot of opportunities in Boston, both Boston and Albany where, where we were banging goals off the woodwork, you know, um, or goals or shots that were going just wide. I mean, you know, I, I know, uh, Bilal had a, a few shots that were, that were just wide in the Albany game, uh, in the very beginning, but we've been showing up in the second halves of games. Um, and even in our friendly, we showed up in the second half, the, the friendly we had against Kingston stockade, um, which was also a super fun game to be at. Um, but I mean, do you have any thoughts or, uh, or, or any of that on,
1: on, on those two games, Tyson? Well, I do feel like one of the big tenants this year in terms of the way that the green are playing is it's a very. High pressing, controlling the midfield, getting onto second balls, making sure that if they're trying to go over the midfield, that our defenders try and win that ball and, you know, lay it off to the second man. And I think very much that, you know, talking about how much we seem to dominate in the second halves, I really do feel like a lot of that comes from putting in all that pressing effort and grinding through that first half, we're wearing teams down and then we're able to figure out how they're defending play that, you know, uh, that through ball from the wing from like Messer, DRB and Zenge, you know, whoever's out there and, you know, the strikers are knocking them in. And, you know, I I do think that there may have only been, you know, like one or two games in the league where we have scored first, you know, I'm thinking of, you know, DRB and, Scored that three minute goal against Seacoast. And then, you know, maybe in some of the uh, six nil shellackings that we've had, I still think that we've only scored one or two goals in the the first period or first half. So um, I just really think it's a matter of just grinding teams down. I think that that's been a real tenant of how we've been playing. Yeah.
2: The possession and the patience, I think, is it's that can be hard for teams, but the results speak for themselves. And I think, you know, whether it's a six-o win or a two-o win, it's this this system works and um defensively we are defensively we're just amazing. I mean, we've had nothing but clean sheets except for the Seacoast game. And, you know, that makes it seem even more like a just an abnormality in this season, right? Like that we cough up not cough up yeah, we coughed up three goals. They were they were sloppy goals, but but we even in that game, we had the majority of possession, the majority of of uh of second balls, and I think, you know, just dominance in the midfield. And there were three, you know, bad goals that we coughed up and that was it. And so yeah, there's like a really nice patience to the whole system. And there's also, you know, apparently like a obviously like a deep trust that the players have and sort of like not getting anxious, not getting, you know, trying for um trying to push things too much, knowing that somebody's gonna convert, somebody's gonna come through and when you have the possession and you have the chances, like it's uh, the season has sort of proven it's just a matter of time.
0: I, yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, these, these games, these games uh, that we've been playing, you know, we need, this league is so tough and, uh, you know, and obviously it's so diverse. Uh, you know, there's what there's freaking 325 teams, I think in the league. <laughs> um it's so like i said it's so tough and so diverse there are teams that are coming from metro areas there are teams that are coming from rural areas kind of like rural areas like ours um and or outside and outside of like large city areas and and because of that diversity it, it it makes it imperative to go out there and win those games that you should be winning you know those games against the the Albany's and and the 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 Boston Cities and the Boston Bolts, like in our in our division especially because any one of four teams can be at the top, right? And you know, right now we're looking at a spot where Vermont Green is sitting, even on points with a game in hand on the team we're playing this weekend, so you can kind of you can kind of look at that and say we can we can end up with a six point swing in in either in either way in in either spot um depending on how today turns out it's just it, it it's just wild how this league can can flip on its head it it happened last year you know we were sitting in fourth and fifth and then and then fourth and then fifth and then we sat in fourth for a little bit for a little bit of time and then started to work our way up. And and you know and and pushed our, pushed and sho- and shoved and clawed our way to the top, to the top three. And luckily, we made it into in, into the in the playoffs um, by beating this this Western Mass team uh, in the last game of the season. Um, I think that this weekend is going to be very very telling um, about how the rest of the weekend the rest of the season is going to go.
1: sorry about that (laughs) no 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 I mean I I completely agree with you um you know I've really kind of got nothing but fond memories of playing against Pathfinder obviously because of how last season ended you know just being able to have that party have the flares everyone just you know partying their faces off but you know this is Probably, you know, aside from, you know, like we've been saying, aside from Seacoast, this is, you know, one of the teams we've got to beat if we are going to stake a claim to really be in the hunt for the playoffs or to really solidify a spot in uh, pole position in our division. And, you know, I'm still, I've got the standings pulled up right here. Seacoast has still only played four games. Yeah, right and they have you know two wins one draw one loss uh goal differential of one so they're not scoring a lot but their defense is mean
2: they yeah
1: <laughs> yeah well yeah. i mean they 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 did that to us they kind of sat
0: back and you know once they took that lead they sat back and defended and just popped balls over the top and counterattacked us and yeah it, it's 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 not an easy it's not an easy way to go when when uh you're you know you're in a league and you're in a you're in an attacking type of system in a in a in a high pressing kind of system like we uh like we have in vermont um i'm looking at the stats here right now uh western mass has some um has some serious serious players on their team uh one of them being Al Hughes. um he's an electric goal scorer uh he's got six goals in the season um you you know, I mean, and that's not to, to slough off our, uh, our, our very own nacho. Who's got what five now. Right. And, um, and, uh, you know, these, these kids, they, they come from all over the place, you know, Western mass pioneers has their own, has their own youth system. A lot of these kids come up through the youth system. They're also dragging out, out kids from, uh, from other colleges, just like Vermont and recruiting and, and doing what they can. They have a they have a, a good product uh, that they put on the field there um they play heavy with wings um their wingers are all always very uh very active in the game um they play similar they play a similar pressing type of system, uh, system that we play but um they tend to be a little more defensive it, through the through the midfield they use their midfielders a little more defensively um than most teams um and that's not to say that we don't because you know we do have Musa back there who's 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 basically an extra center back or, or or a fullback um who can play the ball and he can he can play defensive and he can be and he's good on the ball he turns really well he's and and he's and he's quick to recover uh when having to when losing the ball in, the, in in the midfield um but i mean do you guys have any reservations do you have any thoughts about this game i mean do you think what are your, what are your kind of predictions going, going into the game? I'm not, I'm not asking for a final score or anything like that. Let's not get crazy. Cause I think you did that at Seacoast. And, uh. I mean,
2: sure, I said, I said three, one for for the Seacoast game. I didn't specify three, one for in <laughs> direction. So, you know um, I mean, we talked about this in, 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 past episodes, but it's, it's such a funny league cause it's so hard to tell from season to season what to expect because the you don't know who's coming back necessarily you don't know when they're coming back you don't know who's coming in so it's really just it's almost like facing you have a general sense of maybe how programs are sort of based on like a longer trend of you know past five or six years but and you can sort of you know predict that Seacoast and Western Mass are going to produce something pretty worthwhile a team a pretty worthwhile team from season to season but beyond that it's not like you're facing you know eight of the same starting 11 from the last time you played you played them and it's really interesting to me that that's that has to be one of the biggest challenges of usl2 as a coach or as a as a club to be constantly having to like almost restart or reshuffle the deck restart your team reshuffle the deck from game to game season to season year to year and you know um we're still waiting we just had an influx of new players who are who are going to be amazing but we haven't seen them live and but they're going to bring a whole other element to the team and that's exciting but we'll totally change that the dynamic and um and by the end of the season they'll be like a slightly different team so it's just this constant evolution and as a coach sure as somebody who's running one of these clubs like you're you know you may have some people who return or some people make it through the whole season, but you're kind of just, it seems like a real, real challenge at other levels and other and other leagues don't face. So, you know, credit to anyone who can sort of string together more than one or two good seasons. So yeah, Western master to be good. I think that's a safe prediction that they're going to be one of the top three teams um, as to how good they are and how they'll approach our game. Uh, you know, I, it's hard to say. And I think on the flip side, um, You know, we have some really amazing new players which came in. Uh, I heard Felipe is just fantastic. Uh, Nate Jones has apparently been like electric in practices and not to mention the existing talent that we have. But, you know, I don't know what we're bringing to the table going in the other direction. So um, it'll be a good game, I guess, is my my super lame and loose prediction. It'll be like a these are, you know, two division winning contenders meeting up. So it'll be uh, it'll be a good game. Yeah,
1: for sure. And I mean, I think that I echo a lot of the points that, that Tyler raised in that, you know, the, the volatility of, you know, all of these teams kind of season to season, you know, we just really have to, you know, keep on trusting coach Pfeiffer, you know, the system that he has kind of put together that he's running. We have a ton of talent. We have a ton of great players who, uh, want to come and play for us because of the experience that we can give them they're getting top coaching from you know Pfeiffer we're putting them in good positions to you know get good minutes and play in front of a great crowd and you know Western Mass has that too Um, they in order to be as consistently good as they have been you've got to have good coaching Um, you have to have a good system you know with so many players coming in coming out i you know agree with tyler that a lot of it is down to how well you can just get a group of players who you know may have met each other a week before that first game and really get them to mesh get them to understand where they're going to be on the pitch and you know just kind of vibe together while they're out there and you're you're not going to do that if you don't know what you're doing. So um, it, it's going to be a good, good game against uh, the Pioneers.
0: You know, I, 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 yeah, I want to, I want to echo that too. Uh, but the, it's, it's a lot of it has to do with the coaching. You know, you, you coach, you know, you have coach Pfeiffer out there leading the troops, but you, you know, behind the scenes, you got, you, you got, you got a great goalkeeping coach and Joey uh, coach coach stage is, uh, is uh, a okay. A fantastic young coach who who uh, is taking over for Coach Pfeiffer at Norwich. Uh, you you can't you can't miss you know Ruben and and Coach Taylor as well. So I mean we have a coaching staff that's able to um, get these get these young kids you know coming out of coming out of colleges and and different parts of the world and different part different systems to to come together and actually. Um, the coaching staff has been great to like you said assimilate them and, and, and get that get them all on the same page really quickly um it seems like it feels to me like these past few games albeit you know against lower tier teams they it's like they've been playing together for years. Um now to get kind of toward what what Tyler was mentioning uh we had a couple new players join us this week uh one is uh Felipe Diagostini and uh then you know, the guy that I, uh, that I was touting early on, uh, Nate Jones, the big man from Washington, um, you know, on my limited YouTube research, uh, I, you know, we don't have, uh, we don't have enough money here at United and green to have a, to have a crack <laughs> research team for us. Uh, you know, so I had to go onto YouTube and do my research and it was tough to find the, to find the clips, but, uh, Nate Jones, uh, is an electric player and if if you can say like electric about a a center back um you know i mean that that says a lot i mean he's he's great with the ball at his feet he's he's super press
1: resistant he's super tall i would say imperious imperious that's the the
2: chosen word for for center backs is imperious yeah
1: yeah but i
0: you know i wanted i want to get away from the the traditional with the traditional wording also i couldn't bring that word out of my brain there you go but i mean he's fun to watch um you know i mean he kind of demands he demands your attention when when he's out there because he has such a presence on the field but like kind of, kind of one of the big things that's kind of overlooked is the, is the press resistance of, of the center backs that we have. Um, And, and Nate's no exception. He's like, he's going to be, he's probably going to be the, 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 the big cog in the wheel for, uh, you know, for our defense uh, this season. And, you know, after hearing that he's been training super well and he had a, he had a great appearance in the game the other day, uh, I I'm, Super excited to get out there and watching this weekend. I hope and I hope to get out to uh to training tomorrow morning to to check it out, but uh we'll we'll see. Um
2: how and- how important do you think? And just think about sort of like year to year, like you know, I was there for the first practice this year and I was just I was sort of blown away by the skill level and also sort of the, the level of co- cohesion even early on. I mean, how important do you think returning players are to this? I mean, obviously the coaching is is essential and it's super high level. And we're really lucky to have the staff that we have. And, um, you know, the systems in place, we talked to Sam McCann earlier and he said that it seems like it's, the system is the same from last year and just there's like a good structure and framework there. But I'm thinking about sort of like the Ashford's and the Messers and the Pachellas and the Bilal's of the world, like how important do you think those returning players are for keeping the success momentum going for the team. Like that, like in my mind, it's just like, they're like the sophomores on campus who are like, Hey, freshmen, like, like here's the general look and feel of things. And here's how you, here's how you do it. And like, you know, for a system like Seacoaster Western mass where they've had years and years to sort of like have that institutional knowledge develop, like it makes sense. But for us being a second year and already sort of hitting our stride, it seems like the returning players are a big part of that. Right.
1: I mean, I don't think that that, kind of influence can really be understated. I mean, even, um, you know, I was going to say, not only are they providing that kind of institutional knowledge of like, this is how we play. This is how we train. This is what to expect. I, I truly do think that the returning players that we have, um, also are a huge recruiting tool for the team. You know, players like, you know, Nate Jones, getting them over here from, you know, the entire other side of the country, that's not going to happen if, you know, they're not, I'm sure that they, that anyone who has ever looked at coming to Vermont Green has wanted to speak to players who were there last year and who have made the decision to come back again. And I'd have to imagine that that plays a huge part in, anyone wanting to come here. I mean, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to say even players like Sam McCann, playoff legend, cult hero of the green, you know, he has come in off the bench a couple of times this year, but, you know, he is always out there. He's always grinding. He shows that dedication to the team and, you know, that has to be an influence to anyone else who's coming in, seeing how hard he works everything that he did last year, um, you know, from leaving in an ambulance off the field um, to scoring that those goals in the playoffs, like having people there to, you know, kind of bed in all of these new players is inv- invaluable. I think yeah, in, the, that, I think in the case of Sam McCann, like, um, you know,
0: it, it's always important whether you, whether you're playing you know 60 to 90 minutes a game or you're or you're just a squad player in the case of Sam it's important to have somebody like like you said that 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 you know knows the system that has has been there and he's been there in the big spots and he's been there in the low spots um it's i I think it's sometimes understated how big like the quote unquote clubhouse guy is you know he's not just he's not just another player who was here last year he was not just another player who was who was putting in performances for us last year eight out of ten performances nine out of ten performances every time he was out on the field he is a guy who will befriend you in a second he's got great personality he's funny uh he's good to talk to he's super super knowledgeable um, and, and, and like the clubhouse guy is always such a big deal. I mean, you see it in all sports,
1: uh, in baseball, like Mark they, Noble.
0: Mark yeah, Noble. You, there you North go. And you have
1: in his career, current director of football operations, club legend, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it happens in baseball. You had a guy, uh,
1: the 2013
0: Red Sox who weren't supposed to do anything, Johnny Gomes, you know, was that he was that clubhouse guy. I think they're all clubhouse guys. In that team, but like you have, that's a that's a serious thing. And 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 in the case of Sam, like uh, he is an invaluable, you know, part of this team. He's he's a he's a he's a major piece in that puzzle. Um, it speaks and- to
2: like the larger, just like you know, in thinking about in thinking about pitching to potential players to come join the team for the summer. I mean, it's really, I mean. It's, I would imagine that going into season two the process was a heck of a lot easier because yeah. you have returning players who can speak to like the quality of the coaching and the playing and the you know just the training and and you know what you leave with in that regard um there's the fact that like not to pat ourselves on the back here but the fan turnout and support is like unmatched in our division and, and i'd argue in, in almost all of usl two. so there's just like you're playing in front of people who really are behind you, who care about the team, who care about the results. Um, and then there's just a larger community of people who support the team. You know, like the number of times I've gone into vivid coffee and seen like Ian chatting with players, players hanging out there, you know, folks just connecting with like guys from the, from the, the squad, just out and about in Burlington connecting with the community. It's just the overall experience for a summer as a, as like a, a young player is just phenomenal. And everybody benefits you know it's just like there's like this nice network effect of of everyone getting something from being part of the team from from the players to the fans so um it's 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 not surprising to me that we've pulled in such a great squad of new players and also that so many people have come back uh for for second year but um it's, and I would imagine that it keeps getting easier and easier and better, and better year over year, as you can show, you know, hey, sir, fifth season of being a phenomenal club with phenomenal results. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. <clears throat> uh, you know, I, I, I'm, we are coming up on time here, but uh, you know, I could, I could spend all day talking about this stuff. You um, know, with that, I know that we had uh, missed miss um, kind of our, the guy who was kind of becoming our talisman, Um Gavork, uh, it was missing the past couple of games, but, uh, we, you know, if, if, if any of you guys out there had noticed, uh, not any of our viewers or listeners, uh, had noticed that, uh, um, I, we, we have assurances that he will be back this weekend, um, and, uh, and he'll be with the club and he's going to be, uh, he'll be streaking down that left side, uh, you know, making everybody excited because, uh, you want to talk about electric? That dude, that dude has it all, man. And, uh, you know, we, we, we can't wait to see him back out on that pitch this weekend and uh, hopefully maybe pumping in one or two goals for us.
2: We're really spoiled for attacking talent at this point. <laughs> think, you know, it's, it's insane. Like, like it, not Joe and Tejas and like Liam, Nate, Dylan Lane's really coming to his coming into his own. <clears> ball. And It's just, you know, we have a super sound defense and a strong midfield, but once, once we start heading in the other direction, it gets, it's just, it's awesome.
0: Tyson, I, I want to ask you before uh before we uh get to closing thoughts here, uh um if, if you were gonna I, I think we we uh talked about this on uh, on our first uh our first pod together, but if you're gonna get a uh a name on the back of a shirt, you know, with this club, who who's who is your uh who is your guy? Who who do you support? Who uh who from 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 the green? No, no, no. You, well, we know you got Kurt Zuma shirts, so. you're you're gonna have to you're gonna have to burn your declan rice shirt in a minute but
1: well see i never ever get a premier league jersey that has a name i made that mistake everyone moves everyone moves you know aside from like you know mark noble um you know he's company man for like 15 years i mean I, i know i keep on uh harping about him but i mean everyone leaves. It's a inevitability of the profit driven and player power that is within the Premier League, support your team, enjoy the players that they have. I hope Arsenal enjoys Declan Rice. I love (laughs) him for the past couple of years that he's been with West Ham, but, you know, hopefully we are able to actually get a striker and much as much as I love Mikhail Antonio, he's 33 years old and he scored five league goals for us last year. Yeah. And we, we can't have that. We, right. we need some striking talent. We need some reinforcements in the midfield, but hopefully uh, we're able to invest that well. But no, no name on the back of the jersey. No. So, no. So, okay. Now, Vermont Green. Let's do Vermont Green. Ashford, Jake
0: Ashford. <laughs> Give me El Capitan.
1: Yeah.
0: Captain Jake, we'll get you high tonight.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I get
0: that. I get that.
2: Yeah. I'm with you on the name thing. I've only sprung for one name jersey, uh, uh, football jersey. And it's, I feel like it's the Mark Noble of my club. It was the Jordan Henderson, number 14, like a company man, 14, 13 years at Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just, he's, he's not a glamorous player. He's not going to score a lot of goals. He just is there and is fully committed in a way that uh, doesn't always get recognized and often gets criticized. So I'm with you in in that regard. Um, I mean, Ashford's an excellent choice. Um, I think the, I'm not sure what the the remongering equivalent is of a Mark Noble or (laughs) Jordan Henderson, because we're in our second season. Uh, Pacella might be a good choice. He just got that grinded Mm -hmm. out. Hard running, uh sort of Nate like Messer. six or eight sort of vibe and or Messer, man, like like, you know. But I'd be happy wearing any of these dudes' names on my back. It's just a yeah. super good team to watch the season. And they're was, all they're
0: all great people. Uh we got to talk to um Nate Messer at the uh at the uh, friendly the other night and uh it, and he he was up in the stands and it was uh it was it was super nice to see a lot of those guys you, you know first team, first squad guys come out and, and support and support the, uh, you know, the, 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 not necessarily second choice, all second choice guys, but the the younger guys and the guys who will be coming back next year out there, um, you know, it, it's, it's really great. And it, it's a really great, uh, friendship to you know, to see that these guys are out there supporting each other. Um, for me, it's still Zach Zengay. Um, I, I love that guy. I, I, I love how it it seems that it, no matter what he's doing on the field, uh, especially with the ball at his feet, every single picture I've seen of him on the field, he never looks like he's working hard. He always looks like he's smiling.
2: Yeah,
0: I, I love that in a player, man. It means that he's having a good time out there. It means that he knows in his head, hey, guess what? I'm going to beat you right now. And, uh, I, that's, that's kind of what I love in a player. I I'd probably still get Zach's name on the back of my shirt. Gvorik is another one that it, it's the same. Um, I love his celebration. Uh, I, I love him standing in front of the court in front of the stands with his arms folded. Uh, you know, that's something that I'll never forget too. Like that, that goal against Seacoast was one of the most outrageous things I've ever seen live. It was
2: a beautiful goal. It was a very, very, yeah, nice. yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, oh. now for Spurs, if I'm going to go Spurs, um, I made the mistake of doing the, the Hoiberg uh, after his first season. <laughs> he was shut down under Jose. He was shut down under Jose. Everyone's everybody. shut down under Jose. That's the system, right? Yeah.
2: You're parking so, the bus, and everybody on the bus is parked. So you know. Right, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I think I would I, I would have to go, uh, you know, warts and all, club legend, Lucas Mora. No, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> He is a club legend, one night in IX, uh, but probably Harry Kane. Um, Son would also be a good shout. Gareth Bale is always a good shout. Those, those are guys who are uh, fully coys. Uh, and on the back end of that, you always have, to, you'll always have to give respect to Coco out there, Eric Lamella, and he's still out there doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. So those are, those, are, uh, those are my guys. Coco's a shithouser, and I love that.
1: Are you uh, already prepped for Harry Kane to go to Madrid next year? Uh, if we can get 100... a Bellingham. million. They've already bought Bellingham this year. So it's if, not going to be. If the... they can get a hundred million for him,
0: sorry, I love you, Harry. You are, you're you're going to have a statue someday. But if they if can the get a hundred or... million. Yeah. I don't think Harry Kane will go, though. I don't think he wants to.
2: Um, busy stretch here. We have Western Raptor yep. Pioneers on the 17th. Boston Bulls on the 21st, uh, AC Connecticut on the 24th, all home games. Uh, Gentlemen, any predictions uh, for one or all these games?
1: Uh, I will do one prediction, and that is going to be against the Pioneers. I think it is going to be a cagey game. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the Pioneers, they haven't been scoring a lot recently since they're 10-0 drubbing of uh, uh Boston at the start of this of uh of the year I think it's gonna be a very close one I think it is going to be two one Vermont Green. I like it. Puppy? I'm not doing I'm not doing a uh, a prediction for this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh uh
0: I, I, I my my bravado my bravado uh kind of got ahead of me in that uh, that seacoast prediction. Um fair enough I, I think uh, I think Tyson's right I think it's gonna be a, a Like he said, KG, I think it's going to be physical. And I think that um, there's going to be a lot of attacking and uh, folks out there uh, in in listener land, pay attention to this game because there's going to be a lot of action in this game. Um, Neither one of these teams like to uh, let the ball pass their uh, pass their midfield third they they just don't don't like to do it and um I, and I think that it's going to lead to a lot of clashes uh, big big clashes in the midfield and in the defense and I think there're going to be a lot of chances on both sides um luckily we have you know uh, a a keeper like uh like who I'm expecting will probably get the start but um I it's I gonna
2: be, it's going to be a wet one it's going to be a rainy Rainy, yeah, night at this yeah, point, which is unfortunate, but I feel like that will also affect the the overall pace of things, and uh, the just physicality of the game will be be um escalated because of because of that. So, I'm gonna go, I, I feel like it's either gonna be like a 2 0 Vermont green win or a surprising like 3 2 win. I feel like there's like not a whole lot of space in between. So there's
0: there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of, um, there's not a lot to work off of to see how resilient this team is, other than the fact that like they have been second half team, yeah, you know? So, I mean, you have to, they have to show us as fans that they can take a punch and come back from that. And the only game we have to work off of like is, is Seacoast, unfortunately, you know? Um, they're the only team we've conceded to, yep. So I mean, we'll see what happens going for going forward. Uh, those other games, uh, AC Connecticut, it's our only game against them for the second year in a row, and I don't understand why. Uh, we have another an, another one is Pathfinder this year that we have one game against. Um, so maybe <laughs> that's
2: no that's, rule. That's the no lay theory.
0: of the land, right? Like, that's that's what we get. We have a short season. You always play, you know, a couple of teams only one time, but um, I'll take
1: only one match against Pioneers. If we were playing the Boston teams twice, those are games you have to win. Yeah, you have
0: to win all of those games outside of Seacoast and Western Mass. You have to win all the games, the other games you can draw like, but you have to win those games and, and you just can't lose. It's it's. It's like NCAA football. You lose a game. It's tough. It's, it's going to be tough. So better to lose your game early on this season, find out your faults and then move forward. So those are my final thoughts. You guys got any final thoughts?
1: Tyler, Ooh. you look pensive.
2: <laughs> uh, no final thoughts. I think it's gonna be a good run of games. And I think um, it'll be an interesting stretch to see the new players, uh, integrate to the, into the team and figure out where they sort of fit into the overall scheme. And I think um, the, there's been like a really nice rotation going on from game to game with folks getting in and out and seeing a nice mix of players. So I'm really excited to see the new players and uh, this could be a really good three game homestand. So uh, see you guys at our rainy virtual field on Saturday. Up the green.
1: Come on
0: you boys in green. And, you know, I'm always, I always end with uh with my my one send-off and and tonight i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go with two send-offs uh the first one is going to be dan thank you for the delicious pacifico that uh that you left in my cooler uh um that really helped me through this podcast not that it was tough with these guys but the other is uh it's tough out there everyone so you know Let's just go out there and be safe.